Saved and such, man. Saved and such. My saved and such family. It is time. It is time. Um, during our sabbatical, well, God let me, you know what I mean, telling the podcast we need to go on a sabbatical. We need to take a break. Um, and that, during that break, um, me as well as the members of this podcast, we just wanted to dive deeper with our personal relationship with God and just wanted to be more effective with what we're doing, more planning, more intention. Um, and one of the things that God put on my heart was for us to do uh, like sermons, you know what I mean? Get, like I said, intentional in the word and just bring the kingdom here to the podcast because I feel like we were just Christians talking, but now we're Christians talking with intention, trying to be intentional, trying to be effective. Um, and God, I was asking God, like, God, what do you want me to share to your people? What do you want me to tell your people? And he gave me a word. Um, and I've, I just really, it really touched my heart, like how he sat it down and explained it to me. So I pray that it touches yours. Um, we'll be coming out of the, the chapter of 1 Samuel, verses 6 to 12. We're talking about how David got anointed. All right, we're definitely talking about David. Um, and it reads, verse 6, When they arrived, Samuel saw Eliab and said, Certainly the Lord anointed one is here before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or his stature, because I have rejected him. Humans do not see what the Lord sees, for humans see what is visible, but the Lord sees the heart. Jesse called Adah, Abinab and presented him to Samuel. Then Lord, the Lord hasn't chosen this one either, Samuel said. Then Jesse presented Shemaiah, but Samuel said, the Lord hasn't chosen this one either. After Jesse presented seven of his sons to him, Samuel told Jesse, the Lord hasn't chosen any of these. Samuel asked him, are all these are all, these all the sons you have? There are still the youngest, he answered, but right now he is tending the sheep. Samuel told Jesse, sent for him. We won't sit down to eat until he gets here. So Jesse sent for him. He had beautiful eyes and a healthy, handsome appearance. Then the Lord said, anoint him, for he is the one. And, you know, the story of David, it's a lot that David did. And um, he could go so many different ways and, and things like that. But the title of this message is, but I feel dirty. But I feel dirty. Um. And tonight, man, I just want to be transparent, be transparent at the best I can, right? And when my, when God called me, I was a kid, man. I was probably about three or four years old, um, and, I, and I knew that, well, I didn't know what it was at the time, but I just remember in the middle of the night, like, um, it was voice, It was a voice, a man's voice, um, kind of saying my name, saying my name, like Tariq, Tariq, in the middle of the night. I didn't, like I said, I didn't know what it was. Um, and as time went on, um, it would come and go. It would come and go. Um, a little background about me. I grew up in church, you know what I mean, from, like I said, when I was young, grew up in church, in and out. But my family um, really got really, like, intentional about going to church probably when I got to high school. Um, it was a time we wasn't really going, things like that. But I would say around my ninth grade years when we were going faithfully every Sunday. And I really haven't missed a lot of Sundays since um, except for when I went off to college. But um, just the transition with God, man, I, I just I just knew that he was calling me for more. And I remember uh, one Sunday, um, I came up to the altar and received the Holy Ghost. Man, my, my life changed completely that day. I, just the uh, encounter I had with God just... Um, it just it just was so surreal when you watch other people receive the Holy Ghost, but when it's your moment... You know what I'm saying? It, it just completely hits different. 
Um, and like I said, man, it was just, it was just, my life hasn't been the same since. But as time went on, um, I realized God was calling me deeper and deeper. And for me personally, it was like, God, I, 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 I was kind of shying away from, from my relationship with God. I was kind of scared. I was kind of worrying. I was kind of, you know what I mean? Because I felt dirty. I felt dirty of my sins. I felt dirty of the past things I was doing. I felt dirty of the things that I was currently doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, even after I was saved, I learned about God's grace from just how, um, just how much of a keeper he is. Because I was doing things I shouldn't have been doing and going right up to that pulpit and sitting down and, and reading um, uh, Bible verses before my pastor went up. You know what I mean? So just in doing that, man, I just learned so much about how much God loves me. Um, but in doing all that, um, in the book of Jeremiah, it talks about how God knew us before we were placed in our mother's womb and how he had intentionally knew and talked to us and how he knew what we were going to be before we even seen it. And I'm currently walking in that where everything that God was telling me when I was a kid, I'm kind of seeing it like come, come alive right now at the age of 24, man. And it's just a blessing, um, just to just to be in this walk with God. It's a journey. You know what I mean? Walking with God is, is not easy. Um, I tell people all the time, man, just me becoming a minister, uh, that's just mind-blowing to me. It's still mind-blowing to me. Um, just from, like I said, what I was doing to people I used to hang with. Like, I would have never in my life thought at the age of 24 that I would be a minister. Nobody could have ever told me that about six, seven years ago. I just definitely couldn't see it. And, you know what I mean? I'm going to be very transparent. I was... I was I I've been to a strip club before. You know what I'm saying? I I was dealing with females before. You know what I'm saying? So like when when God was calling me to become a minister, to do this, to do that, I'm like, man, I it's no way. It's no way, man. I, I just feel dirty. Like I feel dirty, man. And um he just kept telling me there's more. You know what I mean? Like I called you. I called you. And he just how he wrapped his arms around me, um, and that season of of when I first came to him, man, it just changed my whole perspective. And it was it was a time where he knew what I was thinking. I just wouldn't say it. And I'm learning now how to be vulnerable with God and how to walk with God and, and that he really wants to hear from me. And he already knows what I'm thinking. He just wants that relationship where he can sit down and talk to me. Um, and God put in my heart to get up and pray every morning at 3 a.m. So a lot of times, I ain't going to say 100% of the time because I do miss some days. Um, but just majority of the time, man, I'm up at 3 a.m. just praying, just sitting, you know what I mean? And God gave me insight, gave me things. He even gave me um, the plan to start this podcast and where to take it. So, man, when you sit down with God, it's just, it, it'll change your life. It will definitely change your life, man. And another thing I want to hit on is sacrifices. With God, there has to come sacrifices. Because he wants to see if he can trust you. You know what I'm saying? And one of the biggest things that I had to give up was playing football. You know what I mean? I've been playing football since I was three, four years old. You know, and um, I remember my junior year, junior year of college, um, God kind of told me he wanted me to step away and he wanted me to go home. I, I, I was, I was, I forgot what happened, but I was like, I had a bad game or something. Like that whole semester, that whole fall semester of 2021, it was just off. Everything was off. I was calling home. I was calling like my, my deacons, my past. I'm like, something is off. You know what I'm saying? And 
when I sat down and prayed with God, he said, because you're in a place that I never told you to go to. You never asked me for permission to come here. And I'm saying, and in that moment, I learned um, really what it meant to be in God's will and really what it meant to just act upon ourselves. And acting upon ourselves can be dangerous, you know what I mean? And it can put us in uncomfortable situations. It can put us in situations that we don't need to be in. So when he told me to go home and, and leave football, I was just like completely thrown off. I was completely confused. But he was like, Tariq, you have to trust me. You have to trust me. I just remember him saying that so clearly. And in giving up um, playing football, I was going to get my bachelor's degree. And I mean, something that me and my family has been talking about since I was – you know what I mean? A kid. Something I always wanted to do. I have my associates, yes, but I wanted to get my bachelor's. You know what I mean? And and God kind of told me, like, I want you to give all that up. You know what I mean? For me. So I I, I know it, it was tough. It's still tough, to be honest with you. I Every every winter, every spring, when I see the college graduates and people taking pictures and people graduating, it still kind of hurts in this moment of time. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you because that's something that I wanted to accomplish. But I know that in the end, like wherever God wants me to be, wherever God wants me to do is what I have to do. You know what I mean? I told God I want to be a living sacrifice. You know what I mean? And the platform that he's given Saving Such is just mind-blowing to think about. You know what I mean? The thousands of followers and people reaching out and people here in, in Aberdeen and Baltimore, you know what I mean? And local communities telling you how much that they watch the show, how much they love the show, how much like the show has impacted them, man. That's the greatest thing that um, that, that has touched me since doing this podcast and it's just amazing to see, man, just how God um, has just transformed my life. And I know that me playing football and continue to play football and continue to be in school, I wouldn't have had, I wouldn't have been having the impact as a, as a part of the kingdom as I'm having now. Like, I feel like if I would have stayed in school and played ball, like, saved and such, like, before, before I went home, we didn't really have a studio. We didn't have a lot of following. We didn't have the subscribers. We didn't have none of that. It was just us just recording episodes in, in, um, in our guy's basement. So everything has been elevated, you know what I mean, from obedience. So that's an, another thing, man. Be obedient to God. Please be obedient. It will just change your life. And going back to the story of David, um, it said he had a lot of brothers. Was a Seven brothers. He says he has seven brothers. And I know that David, right, I could just I could just imagine that at times he felt overlooked. Because of like like when the uh when the king came to anoint them, right? All the brothers were in the house and doing things in the house, but David was out attending the sheep. So I know in moments when he was attending the sheep that he felt like, man, nobody sees me, nobody cares for me, man. I'm I'm being overlooked. And God kind of uh, shared this w to go along with my story because I used to think, man, I'm being overlooked. Like, why don't nobody see me? Why doesn't, no, why am I not getting picked for a lot of things? Like, it was a lot of things that I felt like I should have got picked for that I didn't. And God said, it's not that you're being overlooked. It's just that I'm hiding you. And that's so key, man, because God, he'll, he'll put you in a position to be hidden. Um, And, and that's only to, you know what I mean, to, to uplift you at the right time. You know what I mean? And the thing with God I learned about is patience and process. You know what I mean? Nothing's going to happen overnight. Like God wants to be intentional with you. And in that process, he's doing some character development. That's what stage I'm in right now. You know what I mean? I'm 24 years old. I know I'm not 
perfect. I, I'm not, you know, I mean, going to ever be perfect, of course, but I do strive to look like Jesus, and he was perfection. You know what I mean? So that should be our aiming point is just try and look like Jesus, right? And I know that right now he's refining me. He's taking the things out, taking the things away. Um, and in that, and in those moments, he separates you. You know what I mean? He kind of leaves you off by yourself. He kind of puts you in an area where it's just you and him. Now, out when David was with the sheep, you know what I mean? It was just him out there. It was nobody else out there but just him. You know what I mean? And in that moment, like I said, David didn't really know that somebody was coming to anoint him or nothing like that. But um, just just realizing how strategic God is and how everything, all the plans and how it all works out for your good, man, is just a beautiful part about the story. And David was anointed, man, while he was dirty, while he was dirty, while he was covered in mud from being out in the sheep. So God doesn't wait for you to get it all together to anoint you. He anoints you while you're dirty. He anoints you while you're out in the streets. He anoints you, you know what I'm saying, while you at the strip clubs. He anoints you while you're doing the drugs. He anoints you while you're drinking. You know what I'm saying? And God is just, man, just the how he does things. It doesn't really make sense to me, but it's, it's a beautiful process in the end. And David, man, this story, this is one of my favorite stories to read. I read this story all the time, and every time I read it, I get something new. Um, and, and when David killed Goliath, right, um, yeah, he, he killed Goliath, and, and people, when David kind of um, requested that he wanted to be the one to go out and face Goliath, um, somebody asked him basically, like, you know what I mean, what makes you think that you could kill this giant? And David said, well, I used to, you know what I mean, I used to wrestle with the bears and, and, and the lions, I believe, don't quote me on that, but the bears and the lions um, that used to try to come and steal the sheep away. And, and doing that, God kind of gave me something where, um, you know, I mean, even though the platform may get bigger, bigger for me, right? Uh, or bigger for you, where God is taking you, it may be bigger. But the reason why you'll be calm, the reason why you won't panic, the reason why you'll be ready for when your moment comes to slay your giant is because there was some things that you was wrestling with that was way heavier than the things that you're doing now. And when David was wrestling with them, with them animals to stop him, to stop them from killing the sheep, they were way heavier than than Goliath will ever be. You know what I'm saying? So just spend time with God, man. He'll teach you things. He'll show you things. He'll just like, it's crazy, man. And where I'm at right now with God is... It's exciting. I, I just I just be excited to talk about Jesus. I love when I walk into somebody and somebody just brings Jesus' name up. I can't help but smile because I know what he's done for my life personally. And I mean, and how he's just transformed my life. I was I was literally on the phone yesterday talking to a friend where it's like, man, I'm I'm involved in so much things that that Jesus is the centerpiece. You know what I mean? It was a time where I was just out doing sports, minding my business, just, you know what I mean, doing this, that, and the third. But now everything is centered around Jesus. And I love it, man, because it just, it gives me motivation to get up. It gives me motivation to just know that there's more. And there's more in Christ. There's more in Jesus. Um, and another thing I want to hit on before we wrap things up is transformation. You know what I mean? There has to come a point where you realize, like, going to church, that just ain't enough. You know what I mean? Reading the Bible, that's great. But that's, that's not enough. You know what I mean? There has to be a transformation in your life. Like I was, re I was coming to church Sunday after Sunday. I was reading the Bible, but there was no transformation. You know what I mean? And I wanted to, and I woke up one day saying, "Man, I have to be better. I have to be better because it was things that I was struggling with where I felt like I really shouldn't still be struggling with this." And I mean, it, it was things along the way where I was hurting people. 
not intentionally, but I was just certain people and they were let me know, like, man, you hurt me when you did this, that, and the third. You know what I'm saying? So I, I said, man, I have to be better. How can I be better? And just sitting down, like I said, you got to take them social media breaks. You got to stay away from people. You got to, and I mean, kind of isolate yourself. And God will put you in a position of isolation where he's working on you and he's refining you, man. And that's the beauty in the process. You know what I mean? And it's it's it's, it's tough at times. It's definitely tough at times, but, you know, it, it's worth it. It's definitely worth it, man. And just... Just take your walk with, with Christ. Take it personal. Take it personal. Um, Coach Deion Sanders, man, every week when somebody talks about him, man, he said this is personal. Take it personal. And I mean, the enemy, the devil, everybody that works for him in his kingdom, you know what I mean? We we sit and we joke about, you know what I mean, let's go and, and, and drink and get high. But, man, we're drinking and we're dancing with spirits, evil spirits that are trying to take us out. They're They're laughing at us. You know what I'm saying? So take it personal, man. Don't keep playing with that devil. Don't keep entertaining things that you know are not up to your standard. Set the standard. Set a set a set a standard, man. Set a standard for how you want things to go in your life. Um, and and just watch how God does it. Take it personal. Step on the devil's neck, man. Take it. I'm I'm taking it personal in this season. I'm not even playing with the enemy no more. You know what I mean? I'm letting them know who I am. I, I've become a lot bolder. You know what I mean? It was it was times where I would never get on camera and talk about Jesus, even when I knew He was calling me. I would never do this. So for me to be here, it's it's not my strength, but it's God's strength because I wouldn't have, I really wouldn't be here, man. So God is amazing. I love Jesus. I love what he's doing in my life. And I just can't thank y'all enough for coming in week after week and, and liking, subscribing, and, and doing the things that you're doing, man. And continue to walk with Christ. Continue to show how much, you know what I mean? Continue to spread Christ. Spread the gospel. Spread the gospel because people are hurting. People are hurting, man. I, I don't care what type of car you drive. I don't care what type of job you have. I don't care how much money you make. You know what I mean? Depression is real. Anxiety is real. You know what I mean? Suicidal thoughts are real. And all the money in the world cannot take that away. You know what I mean? All the money in the world cannot stop, you know what I mean, depression from hitting. There's no check that you can write that could take that away. You know what I'm saying? So it's some things that we only need Jesus for. It's some things that, I'm sorry, it's some things that Jesus only can take away. You know what I'm saying? So I, I just love that, man, where at the end of the day, it's only Jesus. It's only Jesus. It's only Jesus. We see all these other people, you know what I mean, praising their God and, and doing this and that. But at the end of the day, man, it's only Jesus. You know what I'm saying? But to wrap things up, you know I mean, even when you feel dirty, I feel dirty doing this message right now. I ain't going to lie to you. I was telling God, I'm like, God, you want me to talk about being dirty, but I feel dirty. But he says, you know what I mean? Like, he was telling me, like, I want you to be more bold. I want you to talk. When I'm telling you to talk, you have to talk. Because I've been being passive. I've been too quiet at times. You know what I'm saying? So he's telling me to talk, so I'm going to be obedient and talk. You know what I mean? But but God is amazing, man. That's all I got. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. Love and peace.